Yo, yo, uh, we're in? We are in. We're in. Uh, dude. Uh, beep, beep, boop, boop. Dropping in. Dropping in. Are you going to watch? <laughs> remember when we did that, like, black light podcast i thought that was dope man i thought that was dope um we were just talking about the joker i think uh that movie looks incredible it looks incredible yeah but it's terrifying powerful dark depressing which is what you want from dc like i feel like it's true it's everything i want from dc my question though is um I was watching it when I watched the trailer. I thought the Joker is like the most notorious and like villainous villain. He's like the most iconic villain of any of course series. Yeah. And in this case, in this movie, he's also the protagonist. Well, I think in, in a way. Well, this is good because it's an origin story. Right. And just like Avengers, I mean, no, no, Infinity War was kind of like a, a Thanos origin story. Like, if you look at it from the point of... Than- You've seen Avengers. You've seen Infinity War, right? No. Levi, do we need to stop this podcast, <laughs> watch it right now, and then... I've seen one Avenger movie oh one time. Oh, my gosh. But the audience will, they'll know, so... I hope so, because it's just the most anticipated... The, the sequel is the most anticipated movie of all time. That's definitely not true. Yeah, it's almost true. It's not true. It's going to break every block. Every the most up. anticipated yeah. movie of my sequel. lifetime... Sequel. ...was... Star Wars Episode One. Is that? Can you consider that a sequel? Well, it's, okay, it's a prequel, but it's not a sequel. What's a prequel? It's, it's, like it's a, in a series. Franchise. Well, I guess you're right. But Avengers like, I remember the, the same, when, like, yeah. after like the three original ones came out, there was Episode One is coming out, and we're like, oh my gosh! And then obviously it was terrible. All right. Um, I'll say that this one is, this one has that hype. Maybe not amongst us, but think about the kids who are like 16, and their whole entire life. They've been watching this series of movies since Iron Man 1 came out, what, 11, 12 years ago or whatever. They've been watching this series of movies. And so all they know in cinema like, is Tony Stark. And all they know is this whole entire... He haven't seen the movie, so I can't spoil it for you. But to have... For those out there, to have the movie uh, Infinity Wars and what happened in that movie, I just remember seeing people... Like just going crazy in the theater, literally like sixteen year olds just like w- besides themselves, like they couldn't hold it in, like, and so anyway, it's uh, and so for that crew of people and for myself, I'm very excited for this next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So anyway, okay, okay. I, back, back, to, back to the origin story. You're talking about Thanos yeah. origin story. Um, it, it played like a Thanos origin story yeah. as like a. This is the origin story. It tells you the backstory of this evil dude and why his evilness sort of makes sense. Is it still evil? Yeah, it's still horrible. But the whole entire like arc of the movie, you're learning about why he wants to do what he wants to do. And it and in a way it makes it make sense to, to you. Like you're like, I get it. <laughs> you know, yeah. Not that you like I don't ever want to be the evil dude, but I remember when I was a kid, I always used to wonder where mean teachers come from. Hmm. I was just like, they were all, they were a kid once. And I'm like, how, how do they turn out to be mean? Like <laughs> Miss Alt, that was her name. Miss Alt. I feel bad. Miss Alt. Uh, she was just the meanest, like first grade teacher. And I remember like in third, fourth grade, cause she was still there. I was like, where does she come from? Like, why is she so mean? And then, so 
the origin story of Miss Alt would be one I'd be interested in seeing because it's like the OG Thanos. Yeah, the, the <laughs> real uh, because something something happened along her story that was like, da da da. You know, I'm about to be like I'm a mean lady, and it makes sense to me, and it would make me understand her more. Anyway, so I'm all for the origin story of. Uh, of the this Joker, movie, of yeah. the Joker, yeah. like it looks so crazy. Oh my gosh, that movie looks. I was just like, oh no. And we're obviously everyone's worried about Joaquin Phoenix, right? You know, playing yeah. that role. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, oh my, I hope he can survive this. Yeah, well, he's already. I mean, they've already filmed it. Yeah, right? yeah that's true. Yeah, but when it play, I don't know. It's a little scary, like because obviously they're setting him up to be the joker for a while probably yeah probably and like he's to me he's like the perfect cast oh he's just like this crazy guy yeah and even the scenes of him like the shirt off in the movie his body looks so like jacked up and yeah like, yeah no yeah <laughs> no. It, looks, it looks ridiculous oh my gosh i'm like man this movie seems which i insane. feel like it's it's a good move for uh it's a good move for dc because they kind of have kind of been behind the curve uh like they'll come out with Aquaman and it'll sort of feel like you know one of the Marvel movies or you know that kind of thing and so now so I I was talking yeah I watched I saw a trailer for it and I was like this doesn't look good at all it was actually pretty fun was it yeah it was a fun movie to watch I I I liked it but it was like I can't remember if Justice League came after Avengers but you know they have the whole storyline already made out set out for them but it's like they wait to see what works I guess they didn't do that with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman came out. I did see that one. That one did was you? great. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. It was uh, but okay, Captain question. Marvel was kind of like Wonder Woman. This is an, this is, is the Blacklight podcast. I got to say what I'm feeling in my soul. What are you saying in your soul? Aren't you just sick of superhero movies? Um, am I sick of superhero movies? I understand why you're saying this. I just feel like every summer it's the same thing. A couple of superhero movies drop. I feel like, and I feel like they're so unattainable to reality. That's like, meh. like, like, okay. The other day we just watched short term 12, which you know is not a new movie, mm-hmm. but we watched it and it was incredible and powerful and dark and amazing and moving. And I'm like, that's something like a real story. That's like something I can relate. I feel like it's like human, like, some, yeah, just like the level of humanity to it. What is it? Short term, short term 12. I haven't seen that. I'll put it on the list. Um, yeah, and then there's like the superhero movies that are just seem so far removed from anything that's possible. It just seems okay. I I appreciate what you're saying, and this is why I am not tired of superhero movies. One, superhero movies are obviously the pop, the pop music of movies, right? It's the sure. it's the Britney Spears. Or that's not popular anymore. I don't know who's <laughs> it's the Justin Bieber. You know, if you listen to it, you're gonna like it, but. It's gonna get overplayed. It's too much. But is it fun to listen to? Yeah, I'd Heck be a yeah, fool if I was like, I don't like. I, I won't even know any Justin Bieber songs. But when you hear it, it's like, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I do know that one. Um, so when you saw, I just dance, 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 dance. Sorry. No, what I'm saying is with with a superhero movie. If you're just looking for a, a fun movie that'll make you laugh and smile and like be interesting, I love movies that aren't po- possible. I don't want to watch real life, in in the sense. Or if I want to watch real life, which we can get to my my favorite director, 
is Kim Kiduk. Um, he's a Korean de- director, and all his movies kind of start in real life, and then they leave and take you to this wild place. I don't know if we've talked about him. I don't think we have, no. But he's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, spring, summer, winter, uh, spring, and then, wait, spring, summer, fall, winter, and then spring again. That's one of his really iconic movies. It's an older movie. Um, uh, Three Iron, like all these just like phenomenal films that, I mean, they're foreign films, but they're so good. That's my favorite dude because he start, starts in a place where like you're like, oh, you're just walking to the grocery store and then at the end you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. But it all makes sense. There's like a line. Sure. Are, I you, like a, are you like a big Man in the High Castle fan? <laughs> I haven't seen this. You ever seen Man in the High Castle? That's a that's a what's it called? It's they, on Prime. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a series, right? Yeah, yeah. People have told me about it, but I haven't watched it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's too much TV out right now. There's good TV out. There's great TV out, but that's the problem. There's too much great TV. Yeah. Don't you agree with this? Like, I mean, it's there is, but that's not really a problem because you can get to it eventually. No, there's way too much of it. Like, especially if you don't have Hulu. Like, let, let's say I'm a Netflix guy and I'm not a Amazon guy. And all my friends have Amazon, except for one friend who has Hulu and, like, HBO. It's like there's too many things for me to keep up with. But there's been great TV for a long time. No, no, no. Breaking Bad, Mad Men. This is yeah, from 2007. Yeah, but I'm saying that those are, there was, like, five shows that everyone must watch in yeah. 2007, you know, for a season. But now it's like every every streaming service has to have their five shows that you have to have Amazon Prime for. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can't watch, what is this? Man in the High Castle. That, that's why I haven't watched it because I don't have Amazon Prime. You know what I mean? And so I have Netflix, I have Hulu, and I have HBO. And if I if they're not on those, I, what am I going to go? Go buy Amazon Prime again or borrow it from you? <laughs> Basically, yeah, probably. Okay, so um, favorite movie. Which, or what's one of your favorite movies? All right. Uh, my favorite movie is going to be, um, it's about Che Guevara. Uh, and I can't remember the guy's name uh, for some reason. Uh, wow, now I can't even remember the name of the movie just because my my brain is farting. Um, it'll come back to me in a second. I was just thinking about other, all these other things. What's your favorite movie? And I'll tell you. Okay. Um, it's been a minute since I've seen it, but one of the movies that I feel like I've loved the most has been The Descendants by Alexander Payne. He's a director. Mm-hmm. And it stars George Clooney actually in it, mm-hmm. where George Clooney is a realtor on an island in Hawaii. Yeah, um, it just kind of like works through his, like his story of loss and fatherhood and family. Um, why? That's why you like it? Yeah, or? I feel like I think it's a real story. I think it's really complex, and there's like stuff kind of goes sideways in the movie, and then it goes sideways again. And I love that because I feel like it's like, oh, this seems like it could actually be real. Like there's like everyone has like these. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it just feels really powerful and compelling. And Hillary, we watched together when we were dating, and she's like, "Why would you ever make me watch this movie? This is the worst movie I've ever seen." But she also works at the hospital, and she's like, "When I when I go watch TV, I want to get away from reality because I see enough hard stuff in the real world." Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I sit at the computer all day. Sometimes working and recording a podcast with AD. So give me a dose of that real life. So um, you like seeing the, the intricacies of real life. I think so, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I also, Alexander Payne did another great film called Nebraska that's all in black and white. That's on Netflix. That's a phenomenal film as well. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. Speaking of black and white films on Netflix, uh, did you ever get around to watching uh, that movie we were going to sit down and watch? I was watching The Wire. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like a uh, Rosie. Rosie. Uh, gosh, I can't remember anything. Right I know, now. man. It's like, uh, I, I, but I knew that I did not. Um, root, root, root. No. Anyway. Uh, gosh, I can't. Rosie. No. I actually watched it. I feel like I got to look it up now. Anyway, my favorite movie is Motorcycle Diaries about Che Guevara. Have you seen this? No, I have not. Um, it literally changed my life. Like, that movie is the reason I live in Colorado. That movie is the reason I own a motorcycle. That movie is the reason I joined AmeriCorps. Like, so it's the story of uh, Che Guevara, who's the Cuban revolutionary guy. Right. Who... Uh, just change the way Cuba operates and we still have issues or like the way he thought is still like rampant in Cuba and like has a lot of the issues, has a lot to do with the issues that America has with Cuba because they're standing up for themselves about Cuba being their own people and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty sensational. And so um, I want to say his brother just died or no, 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 that was Fidel Castro's brother. But anyway, um, just died in power. And so now Cuba's changing um, a lot of their things. And that's why you can, people are going to Cuba. I went to Cuba a couple of weeks, a couple of years ago, or last year, just because now I can go, you know. Right. And, and so the sanctions are changing. They have internet now. But anyway, um, what this showed was the making of him, like sort of like his back origin story. story? The, the origin story. I, maybe I have a thing. I like origin stories, okay. which is funny. I hate origin stories sometimes, but... <laughs> Like I, I hate it when people don't co- don't come into their full power in a superhero movie. Like I don't want to watch a whole movie about you trying to figure out that you have laser beam eyes. I'm like, and then I, the next movie is actually the real movie. Yeah, and then the next movie you're like, okay, I'm just like, I want to see you fight. It's a superhero yeah. movie. I just want to like let go and just not think. And anyway, uh, Che Guevara, he just like travels through South America and he falls in love with it. He sees the the poverty. And you can kind of, you kind of see like his whole journey, uh, and he went on a motorcycle with a buddy. Like they were just like traveling to see the poverty in their country, and and then at some point he realized he needed to do something, and all that kind of stuff. He saw death, and uh, he he fell in love, and all, or just all these sort of random things. It was just like a really cool coming of age story for this guy who changed the course of the lives of all these people in Cuba. Um, so I watched that over and over again in college and I fell in love with the movie and then someone told me about this thing called AmeriCorps where you can go see the poverty of yeah, that's not what they how they <laughs> yeah <laughs> slogan of AmeriCorps come yeah. see the poverty go of America poverty. but you're supposed to, the thing about AmeriCorps is supposed to like help with unmet human needs and like go see uh, the people and like go help hands on and I was like I want to do that like so after college that's what I did I tried to buy a motorcycle but I ended up buying a car and then uh, came to Colorado and uh, from our base in Colorado, we went all over the States. That's when I first went to New Orleans, which I just, just got back from New Orleans. Um, but I worked there with Katrina, building houses, seeing the poverty, like, or just seeing like what's going on and hands on, like yeah. putting in doorknobs for people and, you know, taking down houses and like all sorts of stuff. And then we went up to Minnesota, went up to Iowa, went to Texas. Like I got to see all sorts of all different parts of the country and what their needs were. And then I fell in love with America. Like I, in the, in a weird way, I was like, Oh, I'm an American. I, I love America. And I ultimately decided to stay in 
uh, in Denver because that's where our, our base was, but that's why I'm here. Like, it, I would not have, and I have a motorcycle right now, and it's partly because I loved, like, this idea of just being, like, a solo sojourner and just, like, doing the thing and, like, you know, blazing your trail and all that. I don't know. It's, it was a, that movie. Sounds very romantic. Like a yeah. Movie. yeah. I, I think the it. movie came at a part, a time in my life when I was, you know, I was finishing college and I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And it just helped me see that, oh, this helped him change the world. And not that, you know, my story is not over, but not that that's my path, but it was just like really, really interesting. Um, and it was a slow, I, I remember I had to do a public speaking, um, uh, speech in college and I knew the movie so well but I remember I did not prepare a speech for this thing and for the speech the only thing I had to have was an audio visual aid so I remember this so well I literally just took the movie and uh, wrote the speech right before the class and I had a, a segment of time where I could press play I hadn't even watched the movie to find a segment. I just fast forwarded <laughs> randomly <laughs> to a part in the movie, press play for like two minutes, and it was just like this guy walking. Like the whole the whole section was like this old guy walking up this mountain. And uh, I stopped it and I explained it to the class <laughs> and I tied it into whatever I was talking about. It was hilarious. I think the teacher knew that I was like, he didn't know what he was talking about, but I, it was so funny. I was like, uh, public speaking. It's actually hilarious. It was pretty funny. So, I mean, okay, this is a, this is, I think a real thing. Like what do you think is the relationship to art like that? Like pivotal, monumental things that you experience, whether in your youth or later in life that formulate a dramatic change in the future. Like how do people, I mean, I, well, I guess I, I'm just curious to, to chat more about that. Cause I think it's, I, I think a lot of us have emotional responses to something that incites something else that, you know, like for example, I'll share my own motorcycle diary story in a sense. When I was a kid, we lived in rural Illinois, not rural is a, a strong term, but like, like rural suburbs of Illinois. So it's a rural suburbs of Chicago. It's like an hour North of the city, hour North and some change on the border of Wisconsin. Like we're not really close to Chicago by any means. Um, the town was like 8,000 people. So it's a pretty small town. Um, I mean, but we grew up like in a, in a neighborhood and so it wasn't, it wasn't rural in, you know, in the sense of like living on a farm or anything, but, um, but it was, you know, it's, it's farm country and I was homeschooled. So we were home all the time. We didn't like have, we had social groups through our church and whatnot and you know, homeschool groups and things like that. But, um, I would spend a lot of time like riding my bike. And so I'd go on these bike rides and I would listen to music. And a lot of the music I listened to was, you know, this was 2003, 2004. So like emo was in full swing. Mm. And so, you were um, in emo, huh? Yeah, for Interesting. sure. Interesting. Yeah. So I, you know, I would, uh, I listened to a lot of like, you know, uh, Emery, Further Since Forever, Dashboard. Um, I listen to Dashboard Confessional. Yeah. yeah. Are you listening? Whoa. Is well, that yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so those things were all instilled in me, like this desire to like leave, go away, have have an experience of my own, essentially. Sure. Um, and there's a lot more to that story, I suppose. But more or less, it's like these art forms inspired in me a desire to like leave Illinois, move on, mm -hmm. go somewhere else. And so I guess... I think think of art in that way, especially even photography. Photography, like I said that. Photography. 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 <laughs> um, but I feel like, yeah, the relationship of art creating a way for you to experience the world that you maybe didn't see prior to that moment. Uh, it, it can very well be true. I know that 
my I, I remember asking my brother. I was like, he lives in Savannah. He was born in, in Kentucky, but we moved to Savannah when he was young. And he grew up in Savannah. And after high school, I think, or maybe it was during his college years, I was like, hey, man, uh, do you ever want to travel? Like, I'm the only one in my family that doesn't live in Georgia. All of my family pretty much lives in Savannah. I have one sister that lives in Atlanta, which is like three or four hours away from from Savannah. And so I asked my younger brother, my youngest brother, I was like, hey, man, would you ever want to move? Or would you ever want to, like, try living somewhere else? Or And he was like, why? What? Why would I do that? I was, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and I left it. I was just like, for some, I don't know why it's in some of us to move or mm-hmm. to go and see other places or like I have a thing where I want to go and see the thing or I want to go and experience the food. And I'm sure my younger brother would want to as well. Right. And it, it could be that that's a part of art that it, it calls us to a higher existence or a different existence or the whole idea of, of, of it. It enlightens us. And if you go with the allegory of the cave, it enlightens us to see out of the darkness that there's something else beyond what we know. You know, and so that whole idea of art having the ability to do that and photography having the ability to do that because it's 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 inherently true when you're seeing a photograph. It's inherently something that is real, you know, so for me, that's a be- such a beautiful thing. And I love that that that's the power that we have when we make imagery. Uh, but I don't know if that's the only thing or if it's if it's just something inherent to, in us that makes one an artist or a traveler before they even see art that they're like, because in college I wouldn't have considered myself an artist. I was in school for psychology. I thought I was going to be a psychologist and, you know, sometimes I still think I'm going to be, you know, like that's, that's what I Maybe you are in your own way. Yes, 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 yes. Sit back, Levi. Listen to the smooth sounds as I, is that why I'm, I'm always reclining when we record these podcasts? (laughs) Are you reclining? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I don't know. Do you, do you think that there was something, um, was it yeah well your thought of like what you just said about maybe not being not knowing you're an artist or a traveler quite yet before i think that's actually really powerful because i remember so we had these books because you know being homeschooled we had a lot, a lot of books um there were these books that had like all the different countries of the world in them there's different volumes it was like countries a through d and then you know e through g yeah. and so you go through the books and there's these photos of these other places that i always thought was like incredible like blowing my mind there's this i remember this particularly photo from the first book of Austria. And it's like the Tyrol Valley and just like up in the mountains. And then like this like tiny little village and the, in the Valley. I remember thinking to myself as a kid, like I want to live in that Valley. Like really? I want to be there. Wow. And, um, and so when, when a couple years later, uh, my best friend from childhood West and his family ended up moving to Luxembourg, which is relatively close to Austria, I guess. Um, and, a couple of years after they moved, I was able to go out there and visit them. And in a lot of ways, it, for me, it felt like coming home because I felt like I was hmm. experiencing in firsthand all the places that I longing to go see from photo books for years. And so I felt like there was this element of like, when I went to Luxembourg the first time to visit, I remember thinking like, I feel like I finally found a place where I, like I feel connected to. And even though I hadn't really traveled a ton before then, that has manifested itself in my life in a huge way. Like literally every single year, except for one year since I was 14, I have been to Europe Ooh. like every single year wow. for the past, I guess it's like 15 years. Yeah. Um, so 
Yes, yeah, so what was like interesting? Like, like, what was that thing when you were a kid that you saw the picture and you're like, the picture connected with you? Because I'm sure I saw the picture, maybe, or you know, yeah. my version of that, and I wasn't, I was not connected to it. I, or maybe I was, maybe, I don't know, but yeah. I don't remember ever seeing anything like that. Or I just wonder, what is it? What's the why behind you connecting with the photo? initially and then going to Luxembourg and thinking that you're home like how uh, random yeah. no I just think yeah, it's yeah. true but it's random it's it just random, like yeah. oh like I think I guess I feel like there's this element of knowing that there is something else that, yeah like mm-hmm. the le- what I currently have is not what I want and I think it's and there's more to, there's more to out there than what I have and right. not so much on a level of discontentment because I think that's that's something but I think as especially as a kid or as like a developing person you rec- like you didn't choose a lot of things that you are experiencing like I didn't choose where I lived I didn't choose where I grew up all those kinds of things Just, and maybe you did choose like a college or stuff like that but like you kind of realize once you see things for the first time like oh there's so much more out there than I even knew existed mm-hmm. and like I want to participate in that um, but I think it just that comes via exposure like you don't know you even know you want to participate in it until you know it exists. And I think sometimes it's just literally the exposure of existence. I think that's why art can be so powerful is that it can be the, the first wave of experiencing something that like transcendent. Wow. I'm glad you said that. Cause that's exactly why I like superhero movies. <laughs> 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 yeah. But I, but I'm not joking I, fully I, is that it shows us something else. And so even though it's a, it's more of an escape, but they had, obviously there's like, stuff in those movies that are like they're preaching and they're there's propaganda and all that kind of stuff, which I, I'm not too big on that kind of stuff, but it's an escape, but it transcends our reality in a way that's just like really fun and interesting. And it's just fun. Like for me, it's just, it's just fun when you stop thinking of it as a superhero movie or as like a specific genre that's now in the genre of superhero movies or, you know, you have yeah, some kind of sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. You'll have like, um, a, a space quest movie. And then another one, you'll have sort of, um, like a 007, like detective movie and, you know, or, and another one you'll, you'll have, you know, the Joker looks like this, like really sort of depressing, like it doesn't, it looks heavy. And, yeah. and you know, even though it's a, in this genre of other, it looks, Ooh, have you yet? Have you seen us yet? Or, not yet, not yet. Or have you seen uh, any of Jordan Peele's? Movies? I haven't seen them yet, but I, I need to. That is what this guy is doing. I think we talked about this. We did talk about this, yeah. Oh, we talked off, no, oh, okay. off here. But what he's doing is taking this genre, which is horror, and which is fine. But if you watch the movie, and I love this about art, is that he says, "Hey, look at this interesting thing, and then think about this." He doesn't just say, "Oh, this is cool because of the because it can be cool," or "This is hip because it's hip," or "It's provocative because people like it." He's like, "No, this is provocative, and it's also world changing information." He's also like telling us these really interesting things, or he's making us think, like in the most like the craziest ways. And so, if you see Get Out, you're like, "Oh, dang! Like that's a cool movie. It's really scary or exciting or whatever." And then there are these things like the whole thing is allegory and it's like ridiculous. And then you watch us and I just saw it uh, in a theater afterwards. Uh, uh, a fight broke out. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> It was crazy. <laughs> uh, not because of the, the movie, but, or maybe it was, I don't know. But 
I read about the allegory afterwards. My buddy sent me a, a text and he was like, dude, read this. And I was like, oh, dang, all the parallels that he's drawing are like sensational. And I feel like I'm good at pulling out mm-hmm. parallels in movies. But oh, this stuff was just like mind blowing. Like I didn't see any of it. I was just like, oh, 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 like that kind of <laughs> thing. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, and so I love that he's making art that is not only is it considered amazing art? You'll leave the movie and you'll think, Oh, that was a great movie. But then it, he's also like saying these things about our time and mm-hmm. our generation and yeah. like, offering. I think that's an, solutions. an interesting thing about art is that like, there should be something for everybody. Like you should be able to, on the surface level to be like interesting and be able to enjoy it on a purely conceptual level. Like no parallels, no deeper meaning. Just like I was entertained for an hour and a half. Right. Or whatever, you know. And at other level being like, no, there's also this like subset and subset and subset of information about it. Sure. And I think th- that I think is where you can like literally meet people where they're at and when they're ready they can like they can descend with you into the the I've the, been the thinking about this pattern. so much, like in the sense of even wedding photography or trying to expand sort of what I think of as photography of imagery. And no matter what, it still has to be good. It still has to be and now the idea of what people think is good morphs over time. But if I am so outside of what I think is good that other people don't even understand it at all, then it won't be seen and it won't be, you know. And so there's a part of that that I'm like, still blaze your trail and make your photography, make your imagery as, you know, as good as you think it can be or whatever you think of is good. But we're in a business where we need to sell things. Right. And so you still need to make pretty pictures. There's nothing wrong with taking pretty pictures. And having substance beneath it or, you know, and so towing that line is something that I'm currently working on. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, how do I make image? You know, I can make a great photo where we can all make great photos. We're all really quick at making very fast photos at weddings that are beautiful. We're all good at it. Now, how do we go a step further to say, yes, this and like this and what's the substance beneath the uh beneath the uh the iceberg have you heard mm-hmm. that yeah thing yeah um which i think is not the easy part is to have the substance and like this is the why i'm taking photos like this and then over the water the iceberg part is still strong it's still cool and like it does the work that it needs to do and it it sells but the why is there so that that you don't get lost you don't get like confused with what type type of imagery you're trying to put out you just it's just who you are now. And yeah. so not that that has to be a thing, but that's where I'm, my mind is. It's like, all right, I want to make imagery that has depth to it, but it's also freaking beautiful mm-hmm. and cool and like neat and for, you know, but then when you look beneath it, you're like, oh, dang, like it's not just nothing. This can't be replicated because there's content beneath the water. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah. 100%. I think like when I was... I think particularly like 2014, 2015 for myself when I was shooting, um, that was the year I feel like where I was like going through, I think 2014 in particular was this really strong year of like going through like editing, editing changes. Like, Oh, I want to edit this way. Should I edit this way? And the editing was just the, th- the thing. It was like the thing that was beneath it was saying like, I feel like I need to say something that has power and you know depth to it. And there needs to be something quote unquote transcendent about my work. Right. And the question is like, what's going to best communicate that to people about what I want to say. And I think at the time we get caught up on like the little, the details of like what makes something powerful, whether it's, it's pretty or it's the right color grade or it's the right edit or all this stuff like that, where I think truly it's spending more time going on like, what am I actually trying to say mm. and what, what is worth saying? And I think as I've focused more on that, on like, what do I want to say? 
what I want, like my imagery to communicate about people or about connection or about human relationships. Then from there, it's like everything else I think comes way more naturally. Just kind of falls into place. Right. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now just click. Right, exactly. Yeah, the easy part is the click. The easy part is the click. Everyone then, can do the click mm-hmm. in front of a beautiful person. Right. Click. Easy. We're all photographers on Instagram. But to make Levi, Levi to your photography, like to make that a thing, you know, knowing, I know some of like your backstory and like why you're doing these things and, you know, why you shoot the things. And, and it's like, oh, Knowing all that, now it makes the image, the click, not just the click, it's like an image. Right. And the image yeah. speaks so much louder. It can speak for time and all that kind of stuff. Um, no, it's a wonderful thing. And I hope every, everyone watches The Joker. I hope that knows. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by The Joker. By The Joker. <laughs> <laughs> is that how The Joker laughs? Yeah, did you see that? This the scene of him like in the theater like laughing yeah it's like oh my god dude no it looks so creepy that movie gosh man i i can't wait for that i can't wait for uh end game um i you know you're right though i wish that i couldn't wait for other movies like i wish but i don't know what they are i don't know well, like, I, the only other only like movie in pop culture or current like days that i remember like thinking and anticipating was interstellar Sure. That was the only one I can think of besides like Star Wars films. I was like, I can't wait to see Interstellar. And then we saw an IMAX and it was like, holy crap, this is insane. It was great. But I have, I have a couple of questions down this line of Interstellar. Sure. Yeah. Around the time Interstellar came out, didn't a few other space movies come out? Do you remember the movie Gravity? Yes. Do you remember the movie The Martian? Yes. Okay. Log that. Check that. Did we already talk about this? No. It's All right. Now... Do you remember when the movie The Illusionist came out? Do you remember this movie? I do. Do you also remember The Prestige? The Prestige. Yeah. Around the same time. Yep. All right. Let's go back a little further. Do you remember the movie A Bug's Life? Yep. Do you remember another movie that came out around the same time? Ants. Yep. All right. I have a theory about why this is. (laughs) 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 I just don't get it. It's so wild that all these movies that are so similar, like incredibly similar, just come out at this, like, it's like within months. It's like, wait a minute, come on. All right. Uh, White House Down. You remember this movie? Yep. You remember Olympus Has Fallen? Yep. Pretty much the exact same movie, but you might remember one, you know, you, you know. Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like Coke and Pepsi. You're gonna see. You're gonna have one of them. You remember yeah. one of them. Gonna, yeah, but they're the same thing essentially. They're pretty but they're, but they're also totally different. But yeah. they're also the same. Yeah. Okay. So what I've heard as a as a reason for this is that uh, let's say you are writing a Bug's Life and you go pitch it to all these production companies. Sure. You're the writer. Production company sees it and people make bids on it. Mm-hmm. And so let's say I don't know, production company X says I'll take that movie. Production company Y has already seen the screenplay right and so they decide to make their version of it because they got undercut by production company x or something like that and so therefore two movies come out around the same timeline that are pretty much the same idea you know or the same you know and that's why they come out Uh, have you heard this before that that theory i mean i haven't but it it makes sense to me it makes sense that maybe that happens does this also make sense that maybe just maybe (laughs) this is the multiverse (laughs) (laughs) and these two movies exist in two different universes 
And when the universes collapse, they're not the same enough to cancel one another out, but they're different. They're different just enough to both exist in one timeline, but they're also the very, they're, they're not different enough for us to not notice like, Hey, wait, those are the same movies. What just happened here? Don't you think that could be possible? I mean, in a, in a, I was actually having this conversation with someone and she was like, yeah, I think it'd be possible. And I was like, whoa, whoa, you know, I'm joking, right? Like, we're just talking about the multiverse. And she was like, no, no, I really no, think it'd be I possible. actually, this is not my worldview. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I'm just making conversation. And she was like, no, no, no. I really think this could be real. And I was like, I don't know where to that escalated go. escalated a lot quicker than I yeah. thought. <laughs> I was like, she started talking all sorts of stuff. I was like, I don't know where to go now. Oh, like, man. I was you just got, kidding. You got punked, but not, not in a funny way. Yeah. Not in the right way. Um, Anyway, that is actually incredibly interesting. Yeah, let's. Uh, hilarious. What was our multiverse episode? If you haven't listened to our episode on the multiverse, that's the only reason I'm talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the multiverse. Yeah, that's a good episode. That really escalated quickly. Um, very exciting. That is actually really interesting, though. I mean, I I I probably tend to be more uh, along the lines of believing the first part of that. The where, first one where you can. Uh, where, yeah, where it gets pitched and someone's like, "That's a killer idea," but I don't pay for it. I'll just I do my know. own. I just I don't know. I think it's crazy. Do you think that? Uh, I should have presented the first argument last. Like, should I have said the, just in, in workshopping how I presented that? No, no, I think it was good. I think I, like I should you, go that way. I, I mean, it makes, it makes sense to be like, that's what you would think, but it's but not true. <laughs> behind the veil of the prestige. The multiverse. Well, the, I mean, yeah, I remember watching the prestige, but what's always interesting is one movie is always better. That's what I'm saying. Like, A Bug's Life was way better than yeah, it is. Yeah, And The Prestige was way better than Illusionist. Illusionist. Yeah. And Interstellar was better than Gravity. Yeah. Was it Gravity or was it Gravity and the Martian? I can't remember which ones were similar. And those were pretty similar. Gravity and, and Interstellar Inter- are relatively oh, okay. more similar. Oh, actually, you know what? The Martian and Gravity might be... I can't remember now. Yeah, I mean, they're actually, those three are all similar, at least in genres. But what actually, I, I, there was this, a, a funny meme about like... Um, because Matt Damon's always stranded in these different places. <laughs> there's this meme being seen like the U.S. government spent like three hundred eighty-five billion dollars getting Matt Damon from like, <laughs> rescuing Matt Damon from like faraway places. Um, uh, that's funny. But yeah, all to say, Interstellar was the only movie that I was like gravely anticipating, and then yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, there are a lot of movies like right now. I I love foreign films, and I love Rosa as the name of that movie on Netflix, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I watched it. It was fantastic. Um, I love them, but I only hear of them after the fact. Like, someone says, oh, have you seen this movie? Right. And I'm like, no. See, that's too the same for me. I'm like, I'm not keeping up with them. I'm not going to... Do you still have MoviePass? Is that still a thing? Uh, MoviePass is trying to make the resurgence. Um, is this a good time for me to buy MoviePass? Uh... Okay, so this is what I read last about MoviePass. I don't have it anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, I got rid of it. But what they're trying to do now is um, it's like conditional. It's so weird. Conditional enrollment or like let's say you you get MoviePass and they see that you're watching too many movies Mm -hmm. for your subscription or something, which it's unlimited still. Right. But if they're like, oh, you're watching so many movies that it, it hurts us, mm-hmm. then they'll cancel your, your plan or what? something. Or they'll like put your plan on hold or something. That's what I read. It sounds ridiculous. But then I think... Why can't they just not make it unlimited then? Why can't they just be like, you get five movies a month? Because I think other companies have started competing with them. Like AMC has their own like, you know, card service that you can see like three or four movies, I think, for $20. 
It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're gonna watch three or four movies a month, twenty dollars a month sounds perfect. Right. But a lot of people don't watch it. They're trying right. to. I think what happened with Movie Pass is they were trying to do. They're trying to turn into a gym. Yeah, what the gym memberships do, people buy it, they don't use it, so they make a whole bunch of money. Right. But that's not, you know, people bought it and were like, what? I get to watch movies, unlimited movies every day. I'm going to do that. I think and, they yeah. underestimated how much time people have. <laughs> yeah, they're like, wait, people are doing this. Oh, we lost money. It, they lost so much money. It was crazy. And they kept asking for more, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so, and they then they kept changing their... Uh, they kept changing their policies and so people hated them. So by the time I left, uh, they were like, you would see a movie in the morning and then it wasn't there when you got to the theater. And so I, I would go all the way to the theater and not be able to use movie pass. Like it was, it was horrible. So dude, that's crazy. Yeah. So I've, but I had in my mind, 2018 was the summer of movie pass. And I feel like amazing. you're watching a movie literally like every day. Yeah. In the theater. In I was the- like, we're going to the movies. Yeah. Like it was great. Uh, and so I got my money out of money's worth out of it. So I didn't care. Yeah. You saw like a billion movies. Yeah. I feel like you saw literally every movie. I, I could twice. I saw black Panther three times yeah. because at that point you could see multiple movies. Right. And when they realized people were doing that, they were like, wait, we can't do this. And then they canceled. You couldn't see multiple movies after a few months. And so I saw so many movies. Um, uh, rest in peace movie bass. Yeah, well, they're not dead. Yeah, the zombie of movie pass. <laughs> There's still zombie. The apparition pass. is haunting us. <laughs> it's still out there. Um, hey, hit us up with your favorite movies, and also, I'm curious to hear about what you think about art and how it has inspired all of you creatives out there to do to what you're doing. Yeah. yeah, do what you to change, do what you're doing now to be inspired. Because um, I feel like we talked about brief about art stuff in this way, but I feel like music has inspired me, films have inspired me, and those things really have shaped who I am now. Um, Cool. This episode is brought to you by Movie Pass. By Kaylee. By Kaylee. Uh, He's been snoring in the corner this whole time. If you live in Denver, Colorado, and you go to Rivers and Roads Coffee Shop, if you ever go to Rivers and Roads Coffee Shop, starting tomorrow, well, what day is today? Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. So starting when, on the day you listen to this, yeah, Thursday. When this comes out, there will be a Kaylee latte. And it's going to be because Kaylee is the color. He's like a golden brown. So they're going to have a. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. Is this, this is legit. This is real. Okay, okay. Like, everyone, everyone, everyone's listening. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> turn your, turn this up. Sure. I was going to say, Shut turn up. your music down. It <laughs> makes sense. You're listening to this. And listen to this. Rivers and Roads launching a butterscotch latte tomorrow. tomorrow. Launching today. Launching today. It's launching, oh yeah, Thursday. It's literally launching today when or you're listening Friday. to this. It's okay. possible it's Friday. Okay, but when you're listening to this, more likely than likely it's not. Yeah. More likely than not, it's gonna be the Kale Latte. The Kale Latte. Is going to be on the menu at Rivers and Roads. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll just be on their special board. I mean a special board. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so look for it. It's a butterscotch uh, latte. Butterscotch latte. If you mention the podcast, you get a free latte? That's, that's not real. <laughs> that's, people are going to go to there and yeah. be like, uh, I'm not playing podcast. podcast uh, <laughs> Do I get my free latte? You're like, a free okay, Kayla latte? <laughs> we, work, Scott, we workshop the name uh, Kayla Latte, uh, Kay Latte, or... Uh, Kaylate, like we were trying to figure out what's best, but I think Kaylate. Kaylate. Yeah, because people, you're not, not going to know how yeah. to say so it. Yeah, so I apologize. There will not be any free lattes, but no get, free pick lattes. up the Kaylate Latte. Maybe I can convince them to do like a 10% off discount or something. Yeah, uh, we can't guarantee it. If you mention the podcast, maybe more, the person who works at Rivers and Roads will hear about the podcast. Um, yeah, that'd be a that'd be a plus for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you might see me there. You might see Kaylate there, but the Kaylate Latte, it's a butter 
uh, butterscotch latte that they're, they're Sounds, putting together. Yeah, well, yeah I fun. tried it earlier. We tested it, and it was delicious. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> That's good. All yeah, right. I took a picture um, with Kaylee. We're also, we haven't talked about this much, but we talked about it briefly. Mm-hmm. We want to do a Blacklight Happy Hour for those who live in Denver to get together, have meet people, other creatives, photographers in Denver. Yes, 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 yes. So yes. if you're interested in that, stay tuned. We'll announce more of that stuff. And thanks for tuning in. Blacklight Podcast. We're out. Out. Peace.